My name's Sarah Frick, and you're listening to Are You For Real? A podcast all about being real. Like, really real, not just cute Instagram real. Like, real. Welcome back to Are You For Real? with Sarah Frick. Today, we are sitting down again with my friend, Claire O'Brien. Claire is the owner of DabbleCo and also co-owner of SkinClick. Um, Claire is also a nurse practitioner, a mother, a wife, a friend, and... A, a wise old sage. She's an amazing woman. Mm. Um, I've known Claire for a really long time, and I... I actually like Claire's like my nurse or my doctor really. (laughs) So I call Claire a lot when I have issues and problems and she's always very kind and sweet to me and talks me off my ledge. But the reason why I wanted to have Claire on here today is it's quite a selfish reason, (laughs) but I think other people can relate. I'm almost 40 and my body has made some radical changes. (laughs) And I don't use the word radical as like, man, that's radical and awesome. I'm like, no. (laughs) So, um, I just wanted to bring Claire on here today, maybe to like, is it like debunk myths? Is that the way you say that? We're going to try. We're going to try to debunk some myths, ask some questions. You guys send in some questions. So I'm going to ask, so to ask Claire, um, but let's just start off just in case you don't know who Claire is, you should. So Claire, just give us a, a little background on you. Hello, Sarah. Thank you for having me back to the podcast today. Um, hey everybody. So I'm, I'm a nurse practitioner and I was a nurse for a few years while I was in school and my background is predominantly in surgical oncology, um, ENT. I did that for about 10 years at an academic hospital. And now I had a major pivot, um, life pivot into the, into the land of skincare and Botox. (laughs) So I helped um, start a company with, um, a business partner and friend, Dr. Sarah Allen. And we, um, yeah, we, so now I do concierge Botox. So it's a hard left. I had enough cancer. It's very emotionally draining. Um, did, did my 10 years. I loved it. Leaving that career was the hardest thing I've ever done, literally. Um, and, but yeah, this is a lot of fun. So tell us about DabbleCo too. Oh, so DabbleCo, gosh, it's like my little, you know, my little side project. Um, okay. So but I you're quite passionate about it. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's fun. And it's, the messages I get from women, you know, so the internet is like this vast ocean of information, but also misinformation. And I felt like I did start doing this a couple of years ago. I felt like I saw all these different medical accounts that were very specific to what that person was doing, which is great. But then I was like, well, how does, how do you know how to even find that account? So mm-hmm. I started this platform that's now turned into more of a podcast than Instagram. I mean, I am on Instagram, but I feel like the podcast is where I'm able to get out the most information. But um, where I wanted anybody, any woman in the medical space to, to have a place to kind of put out what they, information that they wanted to put out that they felt like was helpful and be more of like a central place for people to find things, um, things almost like a goop, but like, you know, correct. Um, so, and love Gwenny, love Gwenny and Gwenny is now on the Xeomin train, which Xeomin is the rival brand of Botox. So I would like to thank her for actually admitting that she does do these things and now get paid for it. So great. Good for you. Good, good for her. Um, but yeah, so I just put out what I think is, you know, what women kind of need to know and help guide them to the right resources. I mean, cause there are a lot of things, listen, I know a little about a lot of things. 
Um, and you know, what I like about you, right? Like (laughs) I can tell you enough to tell you that I'm not the right person. So I like to help women find who's the the best source of information for them. Like, am I an endocrinologist? No, but like, here's five accounts. Right. Here's some resources. Yeah. Are Mm -hmm. the, are the giving you the best information. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fun. Good. All right. So let's dive right in. Dive it. So before this podcast, Claire and I were like briefly chatting and, um, you know, I just think like, as I'm this year for for everybody, I don't care how old you are, has been just a year of not great. Yeah. Not that great, but also like a little bit more isolated. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, is this in my head? Did I sit and drink 600 white claws? Is that why I've put on eight pounds? Oh, wait, I'm almost 40. We did. Yeah. We did did do that. However, (laughs) I'd like to believe that not together, but like separately. No, definitely not together. Claire didn't leave her house for eight months. (laughs) Right. Just like to shout out to my husband for that. That was Thank neat. you, Ed. Yeah. Thank you, Ed, for saving yeah. us all. Yeah. Um, all right, Claire. So let's talk about what ha- what's happening to the body as I mean, we're getting older. Uh, Women. Okay. I was going to say, as you, uh, because of drinking or because of aging? Mm, let's not get there yet. Okay. Let's not, let's <laughs> okay. not, let's not okay. kill my buzz just yet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, so as you age, and, and listen, like uh, aging is this kind of taboo, like evil word. Right. But we're all literally, I mean, no one's getting any younger ever. I mean, you're all aging. There's so much wisdom. Right. We're talking more like today, please know this. Anybody that's listening, that's disgusted with me already at this point, (laughs) there is so much wisdom. I would not go back to being 22. I don't care how fucking hot I was. Like I am so much more grounded in myself I'm just having a conversation about like you wake up, you look in the mirror and sometimes you're like, huh, what happened? when did that get that low? Yeah. Right. So what this, happened? we're just talking on a science level about what's going on. Like literally what is happening as yeah. you're aging. So there's some hormonal things that happen, but I mean, I, I think the biggest thing that you and I were talking about was really, there are so many things that you used to be able to do. Like, oh, I put on five or 10 pounds. All right. Well, I'm going to change my workout, change my diet a mm-hmm. little bit. And when you're in your 20s, you can do that. You can get away with it and you you do, you know, lose the weight quicker or, you know, get your skin back in shape, you know, more quickly or get your energy back. But as as you age, so many things change that don't allow you to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So we start to naturally lose muscle mass, which is a big one. Um, and then as you lose muscle mass, you can actually lose some bone density. So things like lifting weights become actually vitally important mm-hmm. for women as we age. We're like in your twenties, you can get away with cardio and have a six pack. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of, I feel like discussion right now too, about body shaming versus like body positivity. And what I think is, is you have to take the emotion out of it. Okay. So if you have, if you're at a weight where you, so, and, and BMI is like a terrible indicator. I mean, it's, it's helpful in some ways, but it doesn't actually tell us. Can you tell our listeners what that is? So body mass index is this formula that uses your height versus your weight. And, you know, like you put in this formula squared times, you know, 3.27. Chinese. Yeah. I don't, I use the calculator on the internet. So BMI is traditionally what we've used in the medical field to kind of categorize people into different weight classes and obesity is this like horrible, you know, basically four letter word that's not a four letter word. And, and we, you know, nobody ever wants to hear about them being overweight. But the reality is that it certain levels of weight and adiposity, which is fat, actual fat tissue, mm-hmm. just naturally put you at higher risk for certain diseases and conditions and cancers. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, often it, 
yes, you can be healthy and have a, a higher BMI, but that doesn't mean you're not still at higher risk because you have an increase in that fat tissue. Does that make sense? Yes. I can't remember why I started talking to you about this. Um, well, we're talking about like body shaming and oh, body positivity. Right, but, yeah. So, so, you know, a lot of times when we're having this conversation, it's not about the, that we feel like you need to look a certain way. I mean, right. it can just be like, is this healthy for you or not? And so as you age, is that 10 pounds healthy or un- unhealthy? Because mm-hmm. I think that's what a lot of rem- women really are focusing on is such a small a number. well-being. Yeah. Yes. And, and it probably is for a lot of people. So then you get into a different conversation about like just being happy and accepting in, in your, he- your own healthy body. Like, right. you know, you're super fit. Like you eat for the most part, like mm-hmm. pretty healthy mm-hmm. until the white claws. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so I think there's kind of two sides to this conversation. Like, are you okay with that weight gain or is the weight gain really a problem for your, your health? Mm-hmm. But so as you age, you lose muscle mass. You can use, you can lose bone density because of that. And the bone density mm-hmm. that has to do with estrogen. Is that correct? It can as well. Yeah. So as I was reading something the other day and who knows if this is true, but you're here to tell me the truth, but <laughs> I'm gonna try. they say like by the age of like 25, you start losing. Is that right? I think it's closer to 40 when you really start okay. dropping off on your estrogen. And why is that important? For your bones. So the estrogen, yes, for the... Yeah, yeah. so because your bone density is what leads to... Like if you have a low bone density, that leads to osteopenia, which can lead to osteoporosis. And that's when you're breaking a hip, Mm -hmm. breaking a wrist. Mm -hmm. And, And breaking a hip is like kind of funny when you're in your 30s and 40s. But it can, when you're older, I mean, you break a hip that can literally kill you, Yeah, you know? So, um, bone density is, is really important. And then the estrogen plays into your heart health too, as we, as we age a little bit. Okay. So, and then just speaking, cause like the industry that I'm in, you know, Mm -hmm. women literally will just come up to me and these are not that it doesn't matter where you're a great person or a bad person, but these are well functioning women that have depth, but they'll come up and hold their belly and be like, Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, I think several of us, I know I've done it before. What, talk a little bit. Cause you were talking about the health, like visceral fat, with, belly fat. Yeah. Yeah. So belly fat has a higher association with cardiovascular issues. Um, and so it, you know, we're kind of taught in society, like belly fat is just unattractive, but really it it can actually be a problem Mm -hmm. and it's, it can be an indicator of, you know, other things going on that aren't, that are far past just, you know, being, having that extra pounds around your belly. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and one thing too, as you age, you have to remember your basal metabolic rate drops as well. Mm -hmm. So you have, which is basically your natural metabolism. So, you know, it's like you used to eat uh, you hold dominoes by yourself when you're 15 mm-hmm. and like then go crush some Totino's and like some bagel bites and mm-hmm. it was fine and we all moved on and you just can't do that right. as you get older because literally your metabolism starts to slow and so you're just naturally not burning as many calories throughout the day as you would have been right you know, 20 years ago right which is neat yeah, that is neat. Yeah, <laughs> that's neat. so cool. So what's, and just, I love to talk about this stuff on a more scientific level because then it's a less of an emotional experience. Yeah, t- take the emotion right, out right. of it, right? You've got to take the emotion out and say, what it, like, what is this about? So and is everything starting to slow down, droop, drop, because the body's been used yes. and it's just getting, it's, it's not past its peak, but it's... 
Not necessarily. I mean, so let's take a few different things. For example, boobs. Yes. But like potentially that may be like for women, I'll say like your boobs and your belly. If you've had kids, if you've breastfed, like if you have breastfed a child, you know that your boob got about 38 times bigger than it ever had been. Mm -hmm. You might've had stretch marks. Like your skin has to grow, literally grow to Mm -hmm. accommodate that. And then when that you know, you quit breastfeeding or you have the baby or whatever happens, it goes back down, but mm-hmm. the skin is still stretched. Mm-hmm. So like, that's a different phenomenon than say you haven't had kids and you're in your thirties and you're like, wow, my boobs really have dropped seven inches. Well, that's because as you get older, your the collagen is not as prevalent. You're losing collagen. You're losing fat too, like not where you want to lose fat. Mm-hmm. So we start to lose fat in our faces, which is real frustrating because I would like to lose the fat in my ass and not in my face. <laughs> right. Because when you when you lose that fat, like in your upper face, your face literally starts to drop, right? Mm-hmm. So you get bigger under eye bags. Your face starts to sag. You get jowling under the chin. And so that's just because we're losing fat where you don't want to be losing fat and the collagen in your skin is starting to go. Mm. And a note on collagen, like take all the collagen powder you want, cool. But if you're not wearing sunscreen every day, like throw it in the trash. You might as well throw the collagen powder in the trash Mm -hmm. because the sun is your mortal enemy and that is what is breaking down your collagen. Okay. I'm sorry. No, it's good to hear it. (laughs) I do wear sunscreen. The first podcast I ever did with Claire, I was like sitting across the table like covering my I face. will shame a person for not wearing she, sunscreen. She will shame you. I will. She will shame you. Okay. So this is, okay. So now we're here. Mm-hmm, now what mm-hmm. are some of the things that we can do to, you know, keep, keep ourselves looking youthful, looking keep, spiffy. Keep the fresh, keep the home fires keep burning. Keep the fresh. I mean, do you mean body or face? Let's talk or... a little bit about exercise. Cause okay. you know, like I exercise a lot, um, mainly cause I love it and it's my yeah. job and it's my yeah. therapy, but I do sometimes wonder if, you know, I used to be able to work out like three times a day, like mm-hmm. energy wise. That's a lot. I mean, but it's just like, I yeah. had the energy. I've yeah. always been like hyper and active. Yeah. I'm um, first of all, it wears me out now. Yeah. Like wears me out. And also I feel like my body can get inflamed from it sometimes. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean like arthritis. No, or like, like I'm literally like swollen. I'm or? just swollen. Like not like swollen. Like, not like I just, swole <laughs> not like swelled up, but like just my, I feel like my body is like is like throbbing and it's like just decompress, chill, rest. I mean, nothing operates like it did 15 years ago. Like your lymphatic system's not as efficient. You know, I mean, even your, like your vessels as you age don't, basically everything is about a a slap back or a, what is it? What do the kids say? What are those kids say? What are the the kids saying? Um, Snap, snap back? Is that it? Nothing is <laughs> snapping back into place like it should. So like your vessels, your lymphatic system's not draining as well as it used to. I mean, so I don't know what's happening with you, but you know, yeah, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, when you were working out two or three times a day, you didn't have multiple businesses. You didn't have mm-hmm. multiple children. Let's talk know? about stress. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Cause I think that's a huge thing. And yeah. I was talking with my therapist about this yesterday. I was like, I just feel God, like... I love a therapist. Same. Way. I'm obsessed with her. Terrified of her, but obsessed with her. Um, <laughs> good. She's really good. I was just telling her, I was like, I just feel like kind of tired today. and mm-hmm. Or I was just like, I just feel kind of blah. And mm-hmm. just like, I just, you know, she was like, you're tired. You're yeah. tired. She's like, Sarah, you operate 
so far up like here that like you, we, you need to learn how to be like operate in a normal place where right. most people are. Right. And I think as I get older, that's something that I'm starting to recognize. Like, yeah, I have a hard time just sitting still. Yeah. And so I'm like constantly spinning my wheels. Well, and sleep has a, so, so people don't really understand how, I mean, you, they do understand because everybody wants to get sleep and be, you know, rested, but the hormonal issues that come with not sleeping how you should or not sleeping enough or having fragmented sleep or even like sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. Um, so there are all these little kind of unknown, like flying under the radar hormones like leptin and ghrelin and these random names that have all these really important little tiny jobs in your body that are strongly affected with your sleep habits and your sleep patterns and whether you're sleeping or not. Mm -hmm. So we know like sleep apnea, for example, is associated with being overweight. Right. And that's, what really sucks to tell a sleep apnea person is I need you to lose weight. However, because you have sleep apnea and it's not treated, you now have an increase in the hormone that, um, the, the hormone is increased. That's telling you that you're hungry. So like, and then the, the hormone is decreased. That's actually giving you the energy to exercise. So this is double edged sword where they've got a little bit of weight they need to lose because they've got sleep apnea, but then because they have sleep apnea, their hormones are all jacked up. And so mm -hmm. the losing weight for them is like a fight. I mean, uphill battle is yeah. an understatement. So, I mean, I think, and, and as you get older too, your, your natural circadian rhythm changes. And so that's why, you know, like, you know, all these old people that go to bed at like nine o'clock and they get up at like 4am mm -hmm. like, well, why don't you just go at like at 11 and get up at six, mm -hmm. but you're, it just, all of that changes truly naturally mm -hmm. with aging. And so patterns change and it takes us a while to realize Okay, I can't go to bed at like I think I can go to bed at eleven and I'm and like I'm fine when my kids come in at four in the morning to tell me there's right. an acorn in the toilet. <laughs> but um but I'm not. Like I need to start adjusting for that and say, I'm like I probably need to go to bed at, at ten and not just get in the bed, but you know, not have my I don't need to have my phone in my bed. Yeah. And that tells my brain that it's time to be awake. And right. so it takes me longer to go to sleep. I'm not getting as efficient sleep. I know my phone's right next to me, so I'll wake up, think of something. <sighs> Check my calendar in the middle of the night. Same. Can't go back to sleep. I mean, it's a nightmare, right? I spent $300 at 2 a.m. last night. On what? Don't tell John. I don't. Claire, I bought myself a bathing suit. I bought Della a bathing right. suit. And I bought a skirt. Because <laughs> you couldn't sleep? Because so, I have an addiction awake? and my phone and Instagram are my enemies. I totally agree. And, but like also, I can't do anything about it. But I'm like crippled by it. Let's talk about sleep because I think as I shared with you before, I am not a good sleeper. Yeah. yeah. And I actually probably have a really bad habit. What I'm going to share with the world is probably really a bad thing. But Let's do it. We all do it. Though, I know. So well, I don't on. know. I mean, that was a bad thing. I mean, I don't like get in the middle of the night and like shoot up heroin or anything like that. <laughs> that no bad, judgment. Yeah. But I do get up in the middle of the night and I'll take like half a Xanax if I, if I cannot sleep. Yeah. So if I do yeah. that at midnight, cause I know it'll work. Yeah. Then I get in a pattern where then the next right. night I'm up, I'm like, well, I know that'll work. And then right. I literally have to like pull myself off that. Right. Right. I've tried taking like 40 milligrams of melatonin. <laughs> I literally need a fucking dagger to my, oh, sorry. Excuse if us. your mom's listening to this. <laughs> if I, need, <laughs> I need like a dagger yeah. to like my a tranquilizer. jugular. Yeah. Like an old school when he blows. Right. Yes. Like that. That's li I think about that all the time. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? So, so okay, or so I love talking about sleep. I love it because no one wants to hear the answer. Mm -hmm. So such a huge part of sleep is patterns and habits. So have you ever heard the term sleep hygiene? Yes. Okay. So your sleep hygiene, like anytime. So first of all, there are also, there are 
physicians and providers that specialize in sleep, like that's all they do. They're sleep metal. They've been fellowship trained in sleep medicine. So mm-hmm. if you really like, if anybody's listening, you really have a problem with sleep or, you know, you think you're, you or your partner have sleep apnea. Um, like, again, I can't stress the importance of sleep enough and you, you can go see a sleep medicine person at any time and they help work through this with you. So, but the first thing they're going to do is talk to you about your sleep hygiene. Mm-hmm. And that means keeping uh, like consistent bedtime, mm-hmm. consistent routine. They would say, turn your phone off or get it out of your hands probably an hour before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. That is like foreign to me. I literally fall asleep while, like <laughs> scrolling through TikTok. And Ed will come in and I'll be like, I have heard that TikTok 700 times. I think you're asleep. Like, I'm going to take your phone away. So I'm telling you out of like, I get it. we're all in the same boat here. But yeah, so it's consistent sleep time, sleep patterns, like dark room. It's mm-hmm. actually helpful to have it be more cold than warm. You want, I mean, if you need an, a mask, actually a noise machine is really helpful. So I do all, all of these that. things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But even these medicines... And I'm not saying like you do all the things and that's going to fix it. There are medicines that that can help, but some are more helpful than others. And yeah, I mean, and some people may have to have medicine to sleep and mm-hmm. that's fine, but you need to work through like what's the most appropriate medicine and what's going to be the most helpful. And right. sometimes like you may, you may be better off taking a quarter of a Xanax at 10 o'clock, you know, every night for a month and just get your brain and your body back in that consistent pattern mm-hmm. rather than, because you also get, it gets in your head, right? Oh yeah. Right. Cause oh, you wake I, up like, at 12 I almost and was like jumping have out a panic of my attack. skin. Yes. Yeah. I was like, Oh, totally. I'm never going to sleep. How am I going to teach? Totally. And then, then it's like, like when my child came in at four to tell me there was an acorn in the toilet. And then I have, for the next three hours, I've like, I'm like panicking about trying to go back to sleep. Yes. So I never, I mean, I never go back to sleep. It's the worst. It, it sucks. Yes. Totally agree. It's but it's terrible. like, I literally, John is an, is an incredible sleeper and he's always like, it's not a sleep competition. I'm like, I am, it, 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 I, I'm like, I'm happy for you. Right. I really am. But like when our kids come in, they pass, like they don't even, like I'm always like, yeah. Van, go ask your dad, you know? And he's like, he's like, Lol. he says, daddy yeah. doesn't talk when he's sleeping. And I'm like, neither do I. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So is there something that's like the waking up at the 2am? Is that just like being just the life, I mean, the anxiety, yeah, the if you have anxiety, I mean, absolutely. Like go, you, I mean, I'm in bed every night by eight 30, but you're just what you're doing. You're laying there, you're doing your phone. I, I mean, fall asleep super easy because uh-huh. I'm tired, but you can't stay. So, well, so maybe, so eight 30 might be too early. Maybe you've gone to sleep at eight 30 and then you're waking up at midnight. And I mean, sometimes I wake up at 10 30. Right. So maybe try to like push. It's like sleep training a baby or a crate training a dog, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe push your bedtime, you know, try really hard to keep yourself awake until 1030. And I mean, they would say if you're having problems with sleep, like you can't take a nap during the day. Like you can't do it. And it's I terrible. haven't, I haven't, yeah. I did the other on, what day was that? What that I, Tuesday I came home and I sat on my couch at like five or like four 30 mm-hmm. and I literally woke up 30 minutes later. It yeah, was like someone what came, just happened. Like Della was just still sitting there and I was like, what are we doing? I was like so <laughs> freaking confused. Yeah. Like my body just stopped. I was tired. Yeah. And yeah, obviously, you know, sometimes that's just yeah. going to happen. But I mean, it may be that 830 is too early. And so you got to push it till 930 or 1030 and try to, you know, make it through a little bit. I mean, it's, it, you've got to play with it too and, and see yeah. what works for you. But trying consistent things for, you know, six or eight weeks is probably 
what's the most helpful in establishing that pattern, which okay. is harder. It's easier said than done. I mean, I take a half a Benadryl every night. I just, I just have to. Yeah. I'm not I advocating that for pregnant. that. But, right. Right. Same. You know, when Ed was like, you know, they're associating Benadryl with Alzheimer's. And I was like, Hey, you know what else is associated with Alzheimer's? Not fucking sleeping. Right. <laughs> Cause that's the truth. Right. So I think I'm, I'm on it with the Benadryl. Yeah. Like I can't help it. Right. And I take melatonin. And so melatonin, it's so funny. You know, everybody wants like a natural, thing, whatever. Melatonin is a hormone that we naturally make and it's available over the counter. Um, but you either, it, it's either helpful or it's not because you're either, that's either your problem or, or it's not. So if you're making, like you said, you can take a million mil, milligrams yeah. of melatonin, it doesn't help. Well, that means you just naturally make enough. So like, you, oh, got you, it. you got a different problem. So don't even bother with it. I got one less problem. Yeah. Yeah. I got 99 sort of. problems and a melatonin ain't one. That's right. <laughs> just move on. Okay. Well, that's so good to know. Yeah. Okay. So now what we're talking about sleep, um, you are a big skin person. For those of you who don't know, Claire, she glows when she walks in the room. Talk right about- now I'm glowing a little bit orange because I did a peel <laughs> yesterday and I slept in it last night and now have a Oompa-like tint I'm into to my it. skin. I'm sorry. I'm into it. Last time Claire was on, came on the podcast, she brought me all these goodies, but she's gotten too famous for me. So she didn't bring me anything. She told me she was oh, wait, like, I did bring cake pops for your kids though. Oh, well, thanks. So- Cause that's all I need. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about your nightly skin routine for okay. women that are. We can do that. Can I tell you mine? Yeah. Because now that I've seen, since I've seen you. Yeah. Since we've talked about this a long time ago, I've actually been yeah. taking better care of my you skin. You have. I can see your can? products. Yeah. And your, your, your products that you're using, I know, because you go to Coastal Skin sometimes yeah. too, which I, I love Coastal Skin. Yeah. But yeah, you have good stuff. So I bet I've been, so I've been, wa- I cleanse. Okay, great. And then I'm out of my, what's the blue bottle of lotion that I like? The bile. Oh, Biologique Recherche? Yes. yes. No, 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 no. Oh, Bioserum they... Firm from Neocutis, probably. Neocutis. Yeah, a lot of that. that, which I love. Great. So yes. I've actually been using something that's probably not so great. I've been using some Pond's Cold Cream. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I put it head to toe. If I did that, my face would look like a pepperoni pizza <laughs> with sausage on top. Like, I it would be disgusting. I have the driest skin in the yeah, world. I do not. Driest. And then I have something from the Biolala, however mm-hmm. you say that, mm-hmm. like a little finishing serum. Uh-huh. Um, and that's what I do to try to... Oh, and I put on sunscreen every morning. Okay. Um, and that's what I try to do morning and night. But now, do you have a retinol? Okay, so I have a retinol, and uh-huh. I was going to talk to you about it. Okay. And I know, like, it'd be so good for my brown, the brown spots. Yeah. But it made me so freaking pale, I looked like a sheet. Well, but here's the thing. So, so retinol is basically a fancy word for vitamin A, right? Like it's a vitamin A derivative and it's topical. So retinol is the most studied, proven, effective anti-aging topical so cream that exists on your face. Because yes. I have it. I mean, she face. said to use like a little tiny, tiny, tiny bit. But how do you, so I'm used to going like this. I know. You can <laughs> mix it with your, with a moisturizer. Like you literally could mix it with ponds if you want, just to give you more to spread. Okay. Um, but it will, we're talking about collagen. I mean, retinol will actually help you increase your own collagen And you should only production. do that at night, correct? Only at night. Yeah. You don't want any sun on it. Yeah. You don't want any sun. You just want to sleep in it too okay. and let it absorb at night. Okay. Yeah. Just a tiny, tiny bit. Um, and, and that's for everybody, unless you're pregnant or nursing, in which there's actually no like good research or data on pregnancy and nursing. But the reason why we don't typically recommend it in pregnancy and nursing is because oral vitamin A, like you remember Accutane, which mm-hmm. is isotretinoin, which is a massive dose of vitamin A, that will definitely jack up your baby. So like you can't take Accutane while you're pregnant. And basically what they're doing is extrapolating that and saying, okay, so if, if 
giant doses are bad, then we probably shouldn't use tiny doses as well. Mm-hmm. When with time, like probably things will come out. Like it was, people didn't know they were pregnant and used retinol for six months and the baby was fine. So right, that right, we'll, right. we will eventually have data that like probably may say that it's okay. But for now we just say kind of a blanket, like don't use it when you're pregnant or nursing. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically anybody over the age of, I would say 25 it can start on a retinol. I mean, we even use it for teenagers for acne. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super, super helpful. Fine lines and wrinkles. Mm-hmm. It's not just for pigment. Okay. It's, it is the, the biggest thing you can do for anti-aging besides sunscreen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's all good information. I got a bunch of questions on the gram when I said I was talking with you uh-huh. from girls that said, when should they start doing Botox? So there is no answer for this. And I will never say an age. And here's the reason for that. You, I will have... 22 and 25 year old patients that have deeper lines and like permanent deep, deep lines for whatever reason, maybe they spend a ton of time in the sun. Maybe they're super expressive with their face Mm -hmm. that I feel very comfortable if they come and say, I I think I want to do Botox. I'm like, yeah, you could. I mean, you got, you got something going. Sure. And then I have 40 and 50 year old women that, you know, took meticulous care of their skin or their Italian or black and they have amazing melanin that protects them from that, which they just don't have the wrinkles. Not that they're never going to, but it's, it's different. So, I mean, there's, there's no age that's too young. I don't do, I don't do people under 18. We have a lot. It's interesting now. Like we have like 17 year olds that want to get their lips done with their mom and all that. Yeah. It's so I'm like, I I do (laughs) listen, I do draw. I have a line in the sand (laughs) and it is, I am vain, but not that vain. Right. Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit about some of your favorite products, your injectables, what you like, what you don't like. I think people are really afraid of filler. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is because of the real housewives population, Mm -hmm. if you will. Um, because we look at these women and we're like, you look ridiculous. Like your lips look crazy. Your cheeks are gigantic. I don't know what's going on with your eyebrows. Why do you think, what do you, who, who says to them, this is a good idea. (laughs) Here, let me, let me, let me do this for you. It's bad. I, I think what happens is a little bit is good. More is maybe great. And then there's at the point where they should stop and, it's but addictive, like there, everything it is, else. It's addi- it, is, it can be addictive for me. And I have, like, one of my best friends who I would love for to come work with us. And she's like, I, sh- I can't. Like, I can't do it. I'm already on this. I'm standing at the top of the slope and mm-hmm. one syringe away from, a, like, a real hospital. <laughs> you know? Like, she's like, I can't do it. And she's like, if I was in that industry all the time, I just, I, I can't. Yeah. And so, I mean, I feel really. And there are a lot of people in our industry that look insane. Because they're around it every day, and you're like, you've got to chill with with the filler. I feel like it makes people look old. It it shouldn't. So I have probably five syringes of filler. Well, I feel like the people that you go nuts. Ne- you shouldn't know, right. right? No one should ever know. Right. It just should make you look refreshed and like, wow, you did you sleep last night? Right. No, I didn't. But like, you can't tell, right? right? No, I didn't. I got filler. I got filler. <laughs> it's the filler. Yeah. So yeah, people are really afraid of filler, but I do, I I love it particularly. Now that is where I would say there's an age where like late thirties, young forties is a perfect time for filler because I mean, lips, you can kind of do anytime or really if if there's something you want to change about your face, you can do it anytime. But for aging, I think in your thirties, early forties, really that's right at the time where that fat in your face really starts to dissolve and you start to look older than you feel. And Mm -hmm. that's a big thing to me is like, I've, I feel sometimes like I'm 25. I mean, not, I'm not, and I, you know, part my hair wrong and 
upset about skinny jeans and whatever. But yeah, so I think 30s and 40s is a great time for filler. Botox is, is whenever. It can be pre- totally preventative. It can treat a lot of things. I mean, Botox is... Also, what people don't understand is Botox is used three times more in the medical world than it is in the aesthetic field. So like we use it for muscle spasms, bladder things, migraines, mm-hmm, depression. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of this stuff is correlated and associated and treated with, with Botox. So, um, you know, there's a lot of really amazing and good stuff that, it, that Botox can do. Uh, but skincare. Yeah. We, I know last time we talked about the three, the three main things are vitamin C, SPF and retinoid. Um, anybody can and should start that anytime. Um, and then past that, like, yeah, you know, good eye cream is good. People really think they need a moisturizer. You, you shouldn't like, I I would get, I would bet for you, you said your skin's really dry. If you get on a consistent routine with your retinoid, what that will do is strengthen your own skin barrier and you make your own moisture. Mm -hmm. So a better skin barrier will help you retain it. Okay. Right. What about like, um, any sort of what are those things called? Oh, the little jade rollers or like a microderm roller? Like, um, no, I have the those needles. too. The, um, gua sha? No, the thing that oh, no, <laughs> you wash your face with. Oh, like a, like a Clarisonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or... You like those? Okay, so Cl- it's interesting. Clarisonic, I feel like, was such a thing. Is that the pink one? Um, that vibrates? Yeah, yeah, it vibrates and it's like $200 yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Was it $200? Oh, yeah. They're not a joke. Yeah, they're like super expensive. Well, so now we realize that the brushes were like getting disgusting because yeah. they're just... Um, I popped one out once and I was like, like uh, I need to replace uh, that. It's uh, got black mold in it. It's disgusting. <laughs> so now they've started making... If you want to use something like that... I th- to me now, I feel like I've gotten good enough at washing my face that... And I wash my face twice because I have acne. So I don't really use one anymore, but... They make silicone ones that are better, and it's like a medical-grade silicone, and so it's not going to get moldy and disgusting. So if you want a thing, yeah, use a a thing, a, a silicone See, I don't thing. need extra things. That's yeah. where it gets you confusing. I'd rather uh, – then I just back out altogether. Yeah. Right, I'm just going to put crisp on my face. But you do have to wash your face, and, and I like to p- tell people to exfoliate and tone and all that stuff occasionally because the more you get that dead skin off every night, then the better your other products will absorb. That's right, and I so, do know that. Yeah. Well, let's talk about – like I have in my – freezer right there um the cryo sticks yeah which I've used once totally so can we talk about them so I can use them <laughs> yeah you can use they're great I mean any anything that will increase your lymphatic drainage around your eyes and and it, so can the gua sha you use those like the gua sha yeah yeah absolutely can you tell our fans our fans so a, <laughs> <laughs> can you tell our fans what gua sha is thank you for elevating us to that level <laughs> we are into ourselves yes um <laughs> so a gua sha is an ancient Chinese tool that's shaped kind of like a heart and they're usually made out of um, like a rose quartz or some kind of crystal and they literally um, you take it and like rub it in your on your face in a certain pattern not just randomly so like if you're going to get one at least look up like google mm-hmm. gua sha patterns like what's the appropriate pattern but it's pushing the skin up and in theory helping basically smooth out the wrinkles. So like the way I explain wrinkles to people is like a piece of paper. So if you fold a piece of paper one time, you can kind of flatten it back out and move on. But like the more you fold that piece of paper over time, you can't get the crease out. Mm -hmm. So the more we can like smooth things and also helps increase your lymphatic drainage in the correct way. So a lot of people will have those puffy baggy under eyes Um, and under eyes is the hardest thing to to treat and talk about because so many things, but if, if you're puffy 
you're the perfect candidate to use a gua sha or a cryostick or mm-hmm. whatever under your eyes to p- literally push that lymphatic fluid out from under and okay. like deep. And puff. you're always pushing from the inside, inside like to, from out. your nose for people that are listening yeah. from your nose all the way to your ears for your under eyes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But like your cheek and there, there's one you can do like on the line of your jaw yeah. and there's one you can do on your cheek. Um, but I, and I don't do it cause I like, I don't have time for that. I know. I was going to say, and what is, you have to do that like every day, but some people love it. Like some, for some people, like maybe you and I need to start doing it for 20 minutes before bed. And then we're like falling asleep with our gua sha instead of our, you know, telephones and Amazon and TikTok. Mm-hmm. So for some people, it's super relaxing and you can get, um, like put one of your creams on it and like literally you're rubbing the cream into your face, into your skin, and it can help that way and increase your... And even with those cryo sticks, with them being as cold as they are, you think that you just Yes, put, the cold is good. Because so, sometimes it makes my skin, like it's so freaking cold. Maybe not freezing today. Yeah, yeah. I like literally like did it under my eyes once and I looked crazy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, like, I don't know how cold, I guess those come out and they're like completely frozen. I would... I wouldn't want something that cold. I think keeping it in the fridge is probably okay, good. Yeah. 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 So anything that's super cold is going to make your vessels constrict. Got and it. that's helpful when you've got those dark circles, but it's only, it's temporary. Right. So, but I've got like, what I love is those little, um, I got these under eye patches uh-huh. that are, they're a brand called H Hazel and they've got I aloe. Dude, I love those. Keep those in the fridge. And like, if I'm going to go out, get, which is when, never, but like. You haven't left your house in a year, Claire. In 2019, <laughs> when I was going to go out yeah. for dinner or whatever, just where I wanted to like be fresh until you're fresh. I'd put, I'd put them, have them in the fridge, stick them under my eyes for like 30 minutes. Yep. You see all the celebrities doing that. Like there's a reason why they look so good. It's because yeah. they got Money. a laser last week <laughs> and they got a facial yesterday and they have the patches under that. I mean, there's right. They're doing all the things all the time. Yep. So, you know, we just can't compare ourselves to I'm, that. And I, then they're airbrushed and that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And now a word from our sponsor looking to buy or sell in the Charleston area. We got you you got to check out my girl Audra Walters from Front Porch Properties. Audra works with both buyers and sellers, but what sets her apart from other agents is she will stage your listing for free, zero dollars. There is no charge to the sellers. This helps tremendously, especially if you are selling a rental or a second home that has no furniture or hasn't been loved in years. It also helps if you live in the house and have a large brown ugly leather couch. She can fix it. Staging homes to sell for more money and more quickly. So why not sell with Audra? There's more. She offers free 3D virtual tours and drone videos with all her listings. It is key to get your home on social media and Audra rocks that out. You can find Audra on Instagram at Audra underscore Walters underscore CHS or frontporchpropertiessc.com. You can also always find her in my classes, turning on the freaking fans, Audra. <laughs> so check her out today. She's an awesome woman and she is super motivated. Um, all right, let's talk about like food, alcohol, all the things. Let's talk about the real things that matter. It makes me really (laughs) sad to talk about alcohol because it is probably second only to the sun in terms of our (laughs) being our mortal enemy. But I'm like, I love it so much. Mm. Does Ed drink? Yeah. And he, when you talk about the pandemic, you want to see somebody who ramped it up. I mean... (laughs) Y'all, and and Ed's not really a person who gets, Ed's my husband who is a, uh, he's a physician and also. He is a trip. (laughs) He's just just kind of a hoot. He's a mess, but he, so during the pandemic, so Ed started working on pandemic stuff in like January 
when people were Before. like the CEO of the hospital's like, what the hell are you talking about? Right. And he's like, we got to build it. It's like buy the beans, we buy have, the <laughs> right. He's hoarding hand sanitizer, and it's like we have to buy this facility in West Ashley because of the pandemic. And they're literally like, "What are you talking about?" So his stress level, he did it a lot in the beginning, like a lot. And he was working like eighteen to twenty hour days, and so he at five o'clock would be like, "I guess I just have to start. Like I need a drink." So I never really had a home drinking buddy until then, because he'll drink like at dinner or whatever, but not just not as much as I do. And, um, yeah, so he, so we both fully ramped it up, um, which a lot of people did. Mm -hmm. I mean, one, you were bored, two, you're depressed, three, you're, I mean, just don't have anything else to do. So we would just have a drink, but I mean, alcohol, other than the occasional study that says red wine, you know, is probably correlated with lower heart disease. So one thing is correlation does not equal causation. And so I, I could be wrong, but I don't think there are any causative studies saying red wine causes less heart disease. I think we're just saying probably because of the Mediterranean population that's also eating the Mediterranean diet and like Mm -hmm. they have a glass of wine at night and then they move on. Mm -hmm. We don't do that. Mm -hmm. So basically once you get past that, which is like more normal social drinking. Right. And, you know, I can't really do, it's really hard for me to have one glass. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you think about it from a cumulative standpoint, you're like, wow, I drink 15 to 20 drinks a week. Like mm-hmm. that's a lot. My risk of breast cancer is higher. My risk of colon cancer is higher. It negatively affects, talk about your sleep. I mean, mm-hmm. I would love to be, to convince myself that drinking because it makes me drowsy is giving me better sleep. But the it's not. The f- truth is it absolutely is not. Mm-hmm. No, it's making your sleep 50 times worse. Yep. So. I can tell like on the nights that I have wine too because of the sugar. Uh-huh. Like I wake up in a panic. Yeah. You, pay, you start. <laughs> like well, it's like my liver's processed and then it's done with me. And it's you like, can literally have atrial fibrillation, which is where your heart like just almost like it's, it like flutters for a beat yeah. instead of. Just keeping you really be- worth that wine, yeah, right? So you think you're having a panic attack because the wine. It's like you're you may actually be having like AFib, maybe know, having a heart attack, Sarah. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> so now you're probably going to like go to the hospital every time. And you, I know, um, I've put you in that space. No, but that's you know, it's just good information, and I I truly believe it's like it's a habit like anything else. It's yes. just like it's like it just becomes like part of that night nightly routine. Mm-hmm. And John is better than me at like separating it. Like he's John is very very black and white and. It's interesting just to go down a different rabbit hole, but him and I both have been diagnosed with ADD and we were talking, John is a therapist too. Sorry, John, I'm just airing all your laundry. Actually, he's a psychiatrist. This is kind of a funny story because I don't think John listens to the podcast, but one day we were getting into it. I never know. And I was like, you know, you should talk to your psychiatrist about this. And he was like, that's another thing. How come you call yours a therapist and mine a psychiatrist? And I was like, babe. Because they're different. They're different. <laughs> yours can write drugs. Right, right. <laughs> so um, I love you, John Boy. Um, but, you know, he said the way that people that do have been, you know, ADD, like our brains, John mm-hmm. can, John really likes organized. Mm-hmm. He likes to write notes. He likes compartmentalized. I like the dance. I like to ride mm-hmm. the wave. So we it's know. Like, yes, I know. <laughs> so for him, it's, it's like on off. Right. And yeah. for me, so he's either like drinking or he's not correct. Yeah. And for me, I'm just like, Oh, it's just a glass of wine here and a glass of wine there. But yeah. then I'm like, okay, so like, like you were saying, like, what's the, like the culmination of the end of the week look like? Right. And like, so there's been times where I've just had good. to like, just pull it back completely, Yeah, you know? And and I wish I had the mind, like, I wish I had the self-control basically, which is funny because I can do it with some things, but not with others. Same. Like I can have one cookie Same. and like move on. I'm fine. 
I'd like to have five, but I'll have one and I'm fine. Whereas drinking for me is just harder with one drink. And I think, you know, if we're honest with ourselves, I like the, uh, I love nothing more than like a good buzz. Right. <laughs> like I'm not trying to get drunk every night, Same. but just like a little buzz. And you know, I'm like, well, one drink that didn't really, that's not quite enough. Right. Like I need two. And do you feel that, and because I think a lot of women in our age groupish, not that it's an excuse, can relate mm-hmm. with small children. Oh, anxiety. Yes. And anxiety. it's like, I get home yeah. from working all day and being on for all those people. And then yeah. I got to be on for my kids. And I'm like, you know, what would make this more fun. Right. right. <laughs> a glass of wine. Yeah. Or like even I've started kind of drinking, like I've started, first of all, we started putting our kids to bed at 630. Okay. And they so have the light, like where they they can't come out of their rooms until their light is green to like the next day at 7am. So I'm like, I don't care what time you wake up, but mm-hmm. if you come upstairs before 7am, like whatever the consequence happens to be that day. So we, I feel like I will wait till they go to bed and then I'm just like, like sigh of relief. Like yeah. now I'm going to have a drink or two. Chill, and do like your really thing. start my night, you know, <laughs> yeah. like really do it. Start to get on TikTok, really make some friends. TikTokin. <laughs> It's true. It's very true. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a huge anxiety thing for me too, you know, and it's, it's but then it, it creates more help. anxiety, right? It absolutely doesn't help your anxiety. It's so could, not can we chat about other things that I'm not saying that you do or anything like that? That do but help. Let me tell you what is the one, a huge thing that marijuana. helps anxiety. Well, I can't confirm or deny <laughs> exercise. Exercise is so positively correlated with so many things. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier about what take the emotion out of it. Mm-hmm. I may not be telling you to exercise because I think you're fat or you need to lose weight or whatever. If you come to me and t- you know you have anxiety and depression or whatever, there is no medical problem that is not. I'm gonna say somebody's gonna be like, well, actually, this lung disease, but yeah, th- that's not correlated positively with exercise. Meaning, exercise is helpful for legit everything, mm-hmm. literally everything. Oh, so I'm doing something right. You're doing it. Yeah. I mean, you can't exercise away, you know, alcoholism, but right, right. But we can try. Right. We can try. Well, I think that, well, I also think there's an awareness, like going mm-hmm. back to thinking about being yeah. in my twenties versus being now, like I've got a lot more at stake, you yeah. know, and it's like the things that used to be able just to roll. You gotta, I'd love to say like I meditate, but I don't, right. I don't even like, I but know, you I pray, I pray. But but I'll, but also like I'll tell you when I was really when Ed and I first got married, I had crippled. It was I had started this new job that was like the worst job ever. I mean, I thought it was my dream job, and so I was in that headspace of like telling myself it was my dream right. job. Work harder, really I was get better. Like Sixty eighty hours a week, and I was miserable. And I had crippling anxiety. And I will say, you know, a lot of our church community. It's, it's kind of your default to be like, gosh, I mean, just give it to God, like pray about it. Mm-hmm. You've got to like, that's nice, but I've prayed about it and I'm having chest pain and heart palpitations, mm-hmm. you know? So like it all, it has to go together, mm-hmm. you know, one for some, for some people, one thing might be the solution, but I think for most people, it's a culmination of, of everything. Mm-hmm. I'm also an eight on the Enneagram. So what's funny is like when I'm in an unhealthy place, I turn to, uh, my bed and McDonald's, which is like, mm-hmm. I said on Instagram the other day, I'm like, my body has two stages. It's either a temple or a trash can. Like I have no <laughs> in between, zero in between. And I can tell, like, I will literally have this, it's like a light being like a moth to a flame to McDonald's sometimes. And I'll, I'll reflect on that and be like, I think cause I just am like sad today. You yeah. Know, or whatever. And like, isn't that weird? Yeah. People are baffled that I eat McDonald's. I'm like, I love it. I'm not that, I'm not that baffled. (laughs) (laughs) I know your true soul. You'd be knowing me. (laughs) What do you think I am on the Enneagram? 
probably a seven, the That's same what as Ed. So many people, told but you about. also could be a three. Just because you could be a seven, which is what Ed is, and which is an enthusiast, which means like you get you get super excited. About, your energy comes from like new things, mm-hmm. new people. Oh, yeah new, a new project, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, like you've got a million irons in the fire and it's great until, uh, to a point until it's not. Mm -hmm. Until I get sick of it. And then I'm like, why did I start this? Like boundaries and saying no, is like a huge thing for a seven, Mm. which, cause you probably, I'm assuming have a really hard time doing that. I don't Mm. know if you're a seven. We're just, no, I literally have the hardest time. And somebody's told me that before. And they've mentioned a three. What's a three. So three is an achiever. I feel like John's an eight too. He probably is. I'm an eight. Yeah. Yeah. And we've, we've like, I think, I mean, he's a dude and I'm a lady, but we have very yeah similar, similar personalities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. He's probably an eight. I think he is. Yeah. Um, okay. So we know alcohol bad. <laughs> alcohol bad. Exercise good. What, let's talk about, let's talk food. Okay. I mean, let's talk, what's your thought, um, organic versus unorganic meat versus Ugh, grain. So hard. Okay. And this is just you yeah. personally. So I will say too, like I, a friend of mine who is, um, a dietitian and she does a ton of writing for like, um, a lot of magazine, like pop sugar and very well health. And we're going to, we are going to do a podcast hopefully next month. I'll send it to you when we do it. And all we're going to talk about is the conversation about organic versus non-organic. I, I will say is like, there's a, there are a couple things is organic healthier for you. That depends on what you're saying. Like to compare the nutrients in an organic strawberry versus a non-organic strawberry, they're the same. Mm -hmm. However, there's one thing in organic that you can't, you can't really say for non-organic. So organic food is the only way to to guarantee that you're not having glyphosate, which is Roundup and Roundup or glyphosate has been called a likely human carcinogen, which means it, we think it probably causes cancer in humans, um, by the American Cancer Association. And so there are a lot of people in, in the, in the medical world that I really respect that, you know, say, yeah, or if you can buy organic do. However, with that being said, we, there's no argument that the most important thing is more plants and less animal products. Mm-hmm. So if you, I would rather you buy all non-organic, as many plants and veg, fruits and vegetables as you can, nuts, seeds, all of it, you know, grains, than a fully organic, like grass fed meat and like an organic cheese stick. Like Mm -hmm. who cares? Cause you haven't had any plants in your diet. So, um, I'll tell you, Will Bolshewitz, who's in Charleston, he wrote a book called fiber fueled. And it's really interesting because what he talks about is, you know, people want to say like, Oh, dairy's inflammatory or, you know, meat is this or grains are inflammatory. And he talks about it in the context of your gut microbiome. Mm -hmm. And it's not that one thing maybe dairy may not be particularly inflammatory. Like we don't have a study saying your inflammatory markers go up when you eat dairy. Correct. However, there are certain gut microbes that feed the inflammation system and certain gut microbes that help decrease your inflammatory system and plants are, are it, you know, and then like meat and animal products, we, we know that they're just not as good for our gut. So mm-hmm. I think it depends on, and you know, and then grains and all that. Like, I, I don't think any diet that it excludes any plant for any reason other than like an allergy. Like if you have celiac, obviously you can't eat, you know, grains mm-hmm. or you talk about inflammation. That's what happens to them. They right. get like Crohn's disease and inflammatory bowel disease, at least to colon cancer. So that's a different conversation, but, um, 
Yeah, I don't think, and, and I do Whole30 every January, so I'm like a walking oxymoron, but <laughs> I do I do Whole30 because it makes me quit drinking and basically only eat like uh, healthy vegetables and like occasionally meat. Do y'all do it January. as a family? Hell, no. Ed listens every time. Day one, Ed's like, yeah, I'm going to do Whole32. And then I'm like, hey, you can't have a bowl of cereal on Whole30, like at three bowls of cereal at night. And he's like, well, I'm just going to do it when you're doing it. I mean, That's Ed not literally sounds like me. Like yeah. I remember the first year John was doing it and John loses like 27 pounds. John and I do it every January. Yeah, in like five days. I'm like, I love it. And I like get through like day three and I'm like itching for like a glass of wine and I've eaten like jars of almond butter and I'm like, this it's isn't going to work. I'm like put on like 20 yeah. pounds. I'm like, ah. Yeah. Um, I hate hard lines in the sand. It, right. No and that's not good for any, for a lot yeah. of people. It's it's very restrictive in ways that don't make sense. Like there's no corn and no beans and no grains. Well, I think that's stupid. You literally stick to it for 30 days? No, this year I think I did like 21 days, 22 days. I mean, Claire, that is amazing. It makes me feel really good. And I tell you, it forces me. Do you sleep me, better? Probably. Yeah. Cause I'm not drinking and it, it forces me to really actually think about like what I'm eating for lunch and breakfast. And I can't just grab stuff, which is always going to be better for you, but it's not sustainable. Are you for a three life. meal a day person? Um, pretty much. Yeah. Two or three. And then like snacks and stuff in between. Okay. Yeah. All right. So while we're on the topic of gut health, mm-hmm. another thing, mm-hmm. let's talk poop. Oh yeah. Because I feel you have a real, have a real problem. <laughs> I have a real problem. I know. And now the world knows. All See, my fans know. Hold on. And side note, I and I talked about your poop habits in my podcast with Dr. Will Bolshewitz, which is how I know you didn't listen to it. Sorry. Talked about you and, and Cardi specifically. Well, the world knows. Sorry. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> well, it's like, so, I mean, I've just, I've always think, I, I like have my own um, diagnosis for myself. Okay. That I'm very dehydrated. Okay. Probably. But I drink a ton of water. Right. Um, that I, my body just really likes to hold on to things. Okay. Yes. And I mean, I eat plenty of vegetables. Okay. I think. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not a great, I don't have a great diet, like food habits. Yeah. Cause I'm on the go a lot. Yeah. So I do eat probably more in the evening. I should eat mm-hmm. more at lunch, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I mean, what do you think? I mean, it's hard there, you know. It's, it's, I love to say like, yeah, eat more fiber, drink more water and like, you'll be fine. But that's just not the case for but everybody. I mean, I drink a shit pile of water. Do you think LaCroix is the same as water? So in terms of hydration, yes. However, it has, um, like bicarbonate is how they, um, make it bubbly, which is not good for your bones. So I'm like dusting Are for you, osteoporosis. I mean, I literally like <laughs> yeah. chug like four of them a day. Yeah. That's not good. I don't, I don't give them to your kids because like I'll um. let my kids have a sip of it, but I don't, don't give it to them as a drink. Wait, why is that? Ba- so what? The carbonation so, is, is it any carbonation? Any carbonation. Yeah. So but, even like, a, like if you got a Pellegrino or spent the money on that. Yeah. It, it's just, it's, it's carbonated. I, I want to say Pellegrino might be different because it's naturally carbonated. Right. I think like, and I, so I mean, from I don't the springs know, of France, right. From France, French. <laughs> um, so I don't know, but like if you're talking about hydration, yes, it's the same. But if you're talking about just an overall, is it as good for you? No, I mean, it, like LaCroix, I and mean, look at the back of this can, like it probably has citric acid in it. It says only carbonated water, naturally essenced. Who the hell, I don't know what that means. Like who, what's in there? Who knows? It's a natural essence. Could be literally anything. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Like we don't know. I mean, I drink them because I like them and it's better for me than a Diet Coke or like a whatever. Right. Um, but it, is it as good as water overall? Like probably not. I mean, yeah. Not really. And definitely not for the kids. Okay. Um, but yeah, so pooping, I mean... 
do you take, like I take Benefiber every day. So I have taken that before mm-hmm. and I probably, that's what I'm, this is really a personal problem. Yes. I'm not consistent with anything. Right. This, and this whole podcast is really bringing it back. <laughs> like everything. It's true. Can we, can we start over and talk about my mental health? Sure. <laughs> yes. I'm not the right person for that, but I can point you to the no, right people. I mean, I have, people. I have everything from aloe pills at these like that gets sent to me from these spas out West that actually like work, but almost work a little too well. And Mm. then like the Benefiber and you know, all of it. Yeah. So just maybe get consistent. Consistent. So, and back to Dr. B who I love, like if you would read a book, I don't know if you're a book reading or listening person, Mm -hmm. um, he, it's kind of like sleep. So like the first thing he would tell you, and this is all he does is like gut and poop is get your body on a consistent routine and like sit there every morning or whenever you want to poop and whatever your time is, I don't know, get in some kind of consistent routine. It's like training your body to know, like we are sitting here in this room, in this place, and this is where the poop goes. Like it yeah. doesn't stay in our body. The poop goes here. Right. And like, I have a scoopy thing. So Benefiber tastes like nothing. You can nothing. put it in your I have the, water. I have the, like the sticks totally. you can put in your water. Put it in, keep it at your office or wh- wherever you see the things, you know, daily and, and put it in there and get, get your body and get your gut in a okay. routine. What do you think about probiotics, prebiotics? So, so Benefiber is a prebiotic. Okay. It's a prebiotic fiber. So it's great. So prebiotics feed your existing good gut mi- microbiota. Probiotics, it's like kind of, kind of a mixed bag. Like, are they harmful? Probably not. There was a study out of Israel recently that it's like took the tissue of people that had had colonoscopies that were on probiotics versus not. And it was a small study, but a few people latched onto it saying that um, potentially probiotics might be harmful. Um, But more than anything, making your diet have a wide variety of plants is going to be, you can take all the probiotics in the world, Mm -hmm. but if you're not eating plants, like you're your bowels know it, you know, they know. <laughs> yeah. And they don't care. Yeah. So, but I mean, yeah, sure. Probiotics like on top of a plant heavy diet. Great. And I'm not, I'm not like a V. I mean, I eat, I don't know, I eat whatever, kind of whatever, but my goal is just to try to eat more plants, okay. you know, when I can. Um, talk supplements. Someone asked that about like, do you have any supplements? You like vitamins? So supplements, minerals, supplements should be based on if there's a specific thing that you need. So like, Women typically need a little bit more iron, maybe a little bit more calcium. But don't you think iron constipates you? It, it's an iron supplement can. So like a multivitamin shouldn't have enough That's why iron I didn't in take it. Prenatals, to, yeah. it would just oh, mess it's like my stomach a up. Knife to the tummy. Like yeah. it's horrible. Um, but if you're pregnant, you, like you, you really might be super anemic. And so some people feel crazy tired because they just don't have enough iron. So mm-hmm. it just depends. But like supplements overall, is there something that everybody just needs? No, I mean. There's not one blanket supplement that everybody needs um, mm-hmm. other than maybe vitamin D. Like, I mean, that's probably the biggest, widest, like vitamin deficiency that we have in, in this country. But, you know, all our food is fortified. Um, so we kind of get what we need. But like if you've got migraines, for example, then I'm going to recommend or, or steer you towards different supplements than if you've got, let's say, PCOS or terrible period cramps or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like calcium may be helpful for PCOS or period cramps, whereas, you know, magnesium or B6 or B2 can be helpful for migraines. So, so it's different for everybody. There's not really just a blanket supplement. That What do you think about trace takes. minerals? What's like that? Like taking like a trace mineral supplement? Like, like I've zinc had, or what well, the trace It's actually minerals? just like... It's like a little liquid, and it's supposed to help you absorb the mineral better. Oh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I have a. I have a probably whole, not like 
closet full of stuff that I'm, I mean, you could I talk know. me, I could buy, I'd buy anything. But I, so my friend that's a dietitian, that, so Lauren Maniker that we're going to do again, she said on my podcast a few weeks ago, she's like, you can't supplement your way out of a bad diet, mm. which is like what we all keep going back to, right? Like it doesn't. What's the quick fix? Right. Right. And like, can I one, put that like, belt on and let it shake and make me abs and right. take the diet pills? And no, you cannot. Every single thing that we've talked about today is like the overarching theme is that people want a quick fix, mm-hmm. right? Like what pill can I take to sleep? Mm-hmm. What is the least amount of exercise I can do and still have a six pack, even mm. though I'm 40? What supplement can I take? Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's like you, you gotta, you gotta do the work and it's hard. The it's, work works guys. Uh, right. Claire comes to the works too. <laughs> I do. And sometimes if I've had too many beverages, I will text Sarah a picture of my butt and be like body by the work. It's, it's fine. <laughs> but it's it looks fine. good. So that's good. Um, it used to. Shut up. You're beautiful. So I'm trying to think like. So basically what you're saying is I have to control my issues. <laughs> Someone has to control. Yeah. I mean, it, it's consistency routine, which is really hard for a lot of people, it is. for a lot of things. I mean, there's certain things that for me, like fall in line. Like I said, easy, like I love fitness. That's easy. Yeah. I, get the, I get that every day. Yeah. I just need to, you know, sometimes pay attention, not eat my kids food when I come home. And yeah. Diet's hard. I mean, I may, may have like, I'll be, you know, I'm like, yeah, I give them, did my blender bomb and my, there's 15 plants in my smoothie this morning. And then I'm, I get hangry and I'm like, I'm going to Chick-fil-A, McDonald's. Yeah. Whatever it is, you know? And, and I just, I'm doing the best I can. I can't yeah. drive 45 minutes back to my house to, you know, make a salad or whatever. And sometimes you're just, sometimes you're in a place where you, I don't have access to a salad and I'm not getting a salad from McDonald's. Like right. I'm just not doing it. Right. Maybe Chick-fil-A, but not McDonald's. Come on. I do have standards. Right. You know, some, if I can't find a Verde, I'm going to McDonald's. Basically, yeah. what's <laughs> Standards. There's, there's no in between. And then that's it. You're Verde, either in the bed or at McDonald's. Yeah. That's it. Those are two speeds that I have. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, anything else you'd like to share with our fans before we sign off? Our fans. Oh, thank you for supporting us and loving <laughs> us. Um, no, it's been fun. I think, I think there's just, um, you know, a lot of information about quick fixes and things that, you know, people are spending a ton of money. And um, I, I think at the end of the day, you just got to evaluate your habits, what's your, what's, what's your, your motivation too. Yeah. What are you doing this for? Like, what's your motivation? Is it to be healthy, right? you know, or to just lose weight? And if it's just weight and if it's your appearance, I mean, what would, why? Right. You know? You're already married. <laughs> that is for darn sure. No, yes. and I mean, that's a, such a valid point. And I think I spend the majority of this podcast when we're talking about stuff like this, talking about the hard end of it. And everyone mm-hmm. knows I'm a big believer in that. Mm-hmm. And there are, we all are human, mm-hmm. you know, like we all have our optics engaged constantly and mm-hmm. shit is being pushed our way. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's such a good reminder is that this just like everything else, it's just, you know, like what we choose is going to show up Yeah, over and over again. Yeah. Here we are. Wherever you go, Sarah. There you are, Claire. There you are. <laughs> Claire, tell us how we can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Dabbleco, which is D-A-B-B-L-E-C-O. And you can also find me on my podcast, which is the Dabbleco podcast. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you for coming. It's a lot of fun. Thank you guys Thanks, so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, please rate us, review us, share with your friends, and go check Claire out. She is an awesome girl, and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye.